Greetings. I'm Sonia Brooks, the Song Bee, and this is The Vibe Juice. Welcome to episode number 42 of The Vibe Juice. We're back in the house, and this is your host, the most, and I don't have to boast. How y'all doing? This is Sonia Songbe, and we have Ali R. Rashid Black. Right on, and it's uh, it's the month of May, and it's been a couple of minutes. We were a little bit on recess, but hey, we're here. You know, it's never too late. So, how you doing, uh, brother Ali, professor? I'm doing excellent by the grace. Uh, I hope everyone, those that practice uh, Ramadan, uh, I hope you hope you had a good Ramadan and a good Eid Mubarak celebration at the end. For those that uh, are of the Hebrew or Jewish mm-hmm, faith, mm-hmm. I hope your holidays went well. Um, mm-hmm. This year, I forget whether it was 33 years, I think 33 years, or maybe more that we've had all these holidays, religious holidays mm-hmm. come within the same time period. You know what? It, yeah. There was, cause I'm yeah. not, if I'm not mistaken, we have Passover. Yeah. Right. We've right. had Easter. Yeah. Ramadan. And usually a lot of times Ramadan, I think in the previous years were, was a little bit later, like almost, almost seemed like almost a month later. Yeah, well, a little more than that. Yeah. Actually fall, you know, beginning of fall. Oh, so, but okay. it, it's, it was uh, a significant period. The scholars in uh, both uh, Hebrew, uh, uh, Judaism, Islam, Christianity. Uh, there's another, is it Baha'i or Baha'i? B-A-H-I-A. Mm. They also had one of their uh, um, spiritual holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely uh, a different season. You know, these, these holidays Usually. Do, rarely don't fall like that. Right. So I wonder if you think about it, there's a um, a mes- metaphysical energy. If we look at what's going on around the globe, but let's just talk about what's disrupting America. <laughs> and then it, and with, on that note, this is a good time to go right into it. Brother, what is disrupting America? What is radical? Ra- what and who is? And why are we seeing the rise of radicalized youth now? Now, w- before you go into that, before you respond, brother, because I saw man, you had to see brother Ali. He took a big gasp because he was ready to just just give you diarrhea. Let me run it down. He's going to give you the rundown. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you now, I, I would have to uh, uh, give a uh uh, to preface this, uh, our next, our segment about the shooting that occurred only a week ago, yeah. uh, which was yeah. May 14th. And we are recording today on the 21st of May was Saturday. So a week ago, as you all know, um, that the town or the city of Buffalo, New York, upstate New York was, uh, reached, uh, that experience havoc was just what, uh, shocked with a a young 18 year old gunman that goes into a supermarket 
intentionally planned and murders 10 people in less than three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And the outcome of that is appalling. And so you cannot, we cannot ignore Mm -hmm. what's happening Mm -hmm. uh, because we've been seeing, there's been in the last five years or so like a rise like clock of these incidents. So what's going on? Let's talk. In my humble opinion, the neo-fascist premature launching of a new fascist order inside of America has taken another huge leap. This young kid, he's 18, I don't remember his name. He well, has, I want to call him Dylan because I don't. You know, I'm sorry, I'm being a little facetious. That was another one. <laughs> but this but, is the first thing that um, came to my mind. He, he started planning this in approximately November, December of last year. And I, and I want to say just a little bit about his process because it is now being touted as something that other crackerjackers, you know, overtly Nazis, overt fascists, overt racists, misogynistic monsters, all those phrases apply to them. But the process he went through is something that I strongly advise people of color inside of America to wake the uh, up. So with with that, let me just in his I I don't know the kids the kids first name oh Peyton 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 Dylan whatever his Peyton Gil, uh, Gintron that's his name, but uh, just to give just a, a little brief rundown of what has occurred when I talk about you know just referencing the uh, radicalized youth, uh, let's just go back to what is this twenty three years ago March March twenty nineteenth. There was a a kid, well, I'm calling him a kid, but anyway, uh, Tar- Tarrant, Brent Burton, Brenton Tarrant. Anyway, he live streamed the killing of 51 Muslim worshipers in New, New, Zealand, New Zealand and published a manifesto. Yes. In 2020, uh, this same kid, this Buffalo kid, Peyton Gendron, he said, because during COVID that uh, the boredom of COVID made him go into begin checking into social media for entertainment, such as uh, discussions on gun guns and killing people and killing people. And then, you know, and it goes, I mean, and these are, he's, and he references to some of these incidents that he's inspired by. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what what I want to say about his process and then mm -hmm. we can move on. But Mm -hmm. I just I want it's really important to me that people of color. LGBTQ community, uh, disabled folks, uh, women, um, people that weren't born in America. All of us, all of us Mm -hmm. need to know 
what our enemies are up to. He undertook what he called a scientific process. Mm, yeah. He wanted to find out where the largest concentration of black folks was in New York state. He looked it out. Yep. Okay. He wanted to, he was strongly leaning toward a church or a school, but decided on the market because of the history of Topps Market. If you don't know the history, you need to check it out because it was that community was a food desert. Right, right. If you look at the history of, of Buffalo, they destroyed a huge community in Buffalo in order to build, and I forget the, the architect's name, but it's a famous architect, landscape designer. Mm. What he did was create what they said were open spaces so that it wouldn't be a stereotypical urban center. Right. Okay. Now, Topps was founded in 1962 in Niagara Falls, New York. Right. And the fact that they even put one, you know, and, and it had the efforts to put it in a place that there was a food, had a history of having a food desert, you know, and it's Topps friendly market. Yes. You know, just a little background on, on Topps, you know. Just and it was a long they, struggle. Mm-hmm. It was a long struggle. Uh, led by uh, Democrat leader Chuck Schumer Mm -hmm. to get a Topps market in Buffalo where it is to this day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, If you didn't catch the speech that that Chuck Schumer gave, it was, you know, and I'm I'm not an overly sentimental or, or I'm not overly sentimental with American politicians. Okay. But, I got the, the, a very sincere impression mm-hmm. that this is something that he remembers. He remembers the struggle okay. to bring Topps Market there. That's why when this killer chose Topps, he chose it because it had become a hub of community activity. Activity. Focus See, on the community. People gathered there. People met there. People... Uh, 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 I'll, see, I'll, I'll meet you at Tops. Uh, you know, the, it, it became that kind of networking hub mm-hmm. without calling it a networking hub. Mm-hmm. But that's where the little leagues, the uh, uh, Girl Scouts, um, the different community uh, youth activity leagues, mm-hmm. um, the uh, local uh, scholars, like at the high school level, everybody was using TOPS as an effective community hub. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, he, he did enough study to know mm-hmm. that he could do a max, a max hit and not be at a school and not be in a church. Mm. And when you stop and think about the at- general atmosphere mm. of a neighborhood grocery store, that has become a community hub. You think about the open kind of atmosphere. You think of people where you feel safe. Yeah. You don't feel any, why would you go, you know, and and if you think, look at the 10 people, the majority of them were mature, middle-aged and and older. They're the youngest was 32 female. And the oldest was 86 or something. Yeah. Sister 86. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, and these were good people. Yeah, but but see, that's that's 
I believe, and I can't prove it, but I believe that he not only did the research that he said he did, I think he actually did in-person surveillance. Well, if you listen to the news, mm-hmm. there was a, 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 a an African-American man, middle-aged man, who said a, either a day or two before he, he had scoped them, he talked to him. Yeah. They had the conversation. Yeah. He actually, you know, and, yeah. and so See, he was so surprised. For our listeners, I really want to encourage you, whatever level of activity or activ- activism you have been engaging in, step it up. Because you have people just like those that studied their opponents in other times, in other crisis points. We are being studied by our enemies. Our enemies are using information about our communities, about our families, about our shopping, um, about where we gather socially. They are using that to murder us. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I do not feel extreme in saying that. I think if you look at just, if you just look at, let's just look at the 20, 22 years of the 21st century. Well, you know, with that being said, I'm, and you know, I definitely want to, that's why I want to highlight this issue about what is radicalizing the yeah. youth. Because this is, these are the ones that are emboldened to carry out these acts. Like it's nothing. I think Dylan was the one who might have did uh, the the North Carolina of uh, the church. I'm not sure if that was Dylan or Dylan was the one in uh, Milwaukee. I Honestly, their names all run together. <laughs> but I know for a fact mm. that if you look at what was the um, the young high schoolers that shot up their school with the long coats and the, the weapons and shit. Oh, um, that was in Columbine. Columbine. Now, right. if you look at Columbine, there was an elder that taught those young guys. Mm-hmm. Somebody was teaching this boy that did these this, these assassinations. Yes, yes. In right. Buffalo, and if if you if you begin to pay attention to the people in and around you, wherever you are mm-hmm. in this country, you should know who is influencing who to do what. Mm-hmm. This boy was 18 years old. He had already been subjected, according to what he said, years of indoctrination and training. So once again, to to people of color, to all of those that have been marked the others, we need to pay attention because it's not what is radicalizing these youth Mm. is that they are being told they're being told that all of their problems, all of the problems in the world, all of the problems in America, all the problems in the educational system, all the problems in, in the economic system, they are being told that all of it is the root is rooted in people of color. Mm-hmm. It's rooted in immigrants. Everything is somebody else's fault. So, okay, so it was Dylan. Dylan was the one who did the, uh, in Shelby, North Carolina, 
Okay. Well, no, he's from Shelby, but he did the shooting in the Charles. He went to Charleston. He right. went from Shelby, North Carolina, just yeah. like this kid, you yeah. know, out yeah. of his area. Specifically, little white kid walks into an African American church. Everybody's in a church looking like, oh, this is interesting. And then they're reaching out to him as they do brotherly love. You know, no matter who you are, you come on and fellowship with us. We'll pray with you or whatever and embrace him. And he has a a, a diabolical plan to look look at you in your face and kill as many of you as I can. Yeah. Another radicalized youth who associated himself with white supremacy mm. and social media. Now I'm, I'm, when I'm saying that social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is their the breeding ground, their breeding ground. It's now they may, ground. they're obviously are reading and grasping onto different books and literature that they're being exposed to consider. And, and once again, if you haven't seen the segment of Rachel Maddow, where she talks about the Buffalo shooting in detail, including interviewing a elder black woman that represents that area mm. in the New York assembly. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the history is that they have been doing this. There is no lone gunman. Okay. There, there is no lone crazy gunman. These are not crazy people. They're doing crazy shit, mm. but they're not crazy. Mm. And just like with this 18 year old in Buffalo, he drove three and a half hours north of where he lived to go to a specific black community, a specific store in a black community to where he knew it would be so lively, so full of people, all kinds of people from all walks of life that he could get a good selection of folks to murder. Mm. So speaking of some of one of those authors, okay, so that same kid who did this shooting in Buffalo, and I believe uh, Rachel Maddow also mentions this author, but David Lane, white supremacist, who was born in uh, 1938, he died in 2007. Yeah. But he is he was a terrorist white separatist neo Nazi yeah. and he wrote several books and apparently this kid read them. Read them amongst many other yeah. people who were radicalized. L- Lang said that the KKK mm-hmm. was too soft. And that's what somebody I saw in an interview on uh OAN mm-hmm. he they asked him why and how he was attracted to fascism. And he told him, he said, you know, we thought we had it covered with the KKK, but they were too soft. So this lame person, he was a member of the order. Yes. And if you don't know what the order is, Google that shit because they are the ones that did a string of Brinks armored truck robberies. (laughs) A straight up Nazi organization. So the Silent Brotherhood, Brother Schwarzschweigen, you know, Nazi shit. And uh, and, uh, also known as the Aryan Resistance Movement. Yes. Okay. A-R-M. A-R-M. 
that's that's a, a popular tattoo in Americans' prison systems. And that's and he was in prison for 190 years for terrorizing a talk show host, a Jewish man uh, mm-hmm. uh, who was a. Uh, Alan Berg, he was a yeah uh, B E R G. Yes, yes. He talk. He had a talk show, or he was a radio host of a talk show, and a Berg eventually ultimately was murdered yes. by another member of the same group. Yes, you know, and Lane drove the getaway car. Yes, <laughs> and and now with the order, the mm-hmm. organization, the order, mm-hmm. they are based. Excuse me, in Oregon. Mm. This is the group that was on the front page of time magazine Mm -hmm. because what they did initially when they started the, the Brinks truck uh, robberies, they had people wearing those masks that we heard about coming out of Hollywood where you put on the whole mask and it included your neck. Oh, uh, and if your arms were covered and your hands, there's no way to, and the mask was a black man. (laughs) Okay. And and it was a, a one of the Brinks uh, guards mm. said they were not white. Mm. He said they 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 weren't white. They were black men. Mm-hmm. And then as they gone on and on a little bit deeper with mm. the investigation, mm-hmm. and by the time this was published in Time Magazine, mm. it had been discovered that a key part of their strategy was to mislead and keeping in mind now the order Mm -hmm. is composed of like 80, 90% former federal law enforcement, former secret service, elite special forces out of the military. Mm -hmm. They put some science on that shit. So when, when this, when, when some of the witnesses, Mm. because the witnesses all told initially told the FBI they appear, it appeared to be black men. But then when they started following up the hard data that they were acquiring, you know, uh, license numbers, um, uh, tracking people, things like that, it all kept leading back to rural Oregon. Yeah. And then so, well, wait a minute, where are the black people there? Please tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but the order never shut down the order has never shut down mm. understand what i'm trying to get to you yeah they have been consistently persistently involved in efforts to create a civil war in this country right it, it, yeah design see so all the way back to robin brinks trucks Mm. All of them put on masks. They all appeared to be a group of black men. Right. Fully right. armed with full automatic weapons. Let's blame not them. not these semi autos. We're talking them. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So his, his so he's coined the, the the term fourteen the fourteen words. Yeah, the fourteen words. Fourteen words is we must secure the existence of our people in the future for our white children. Those are the 14 words. He also coined a second 14 word word slogan, which says, because of the beauty of white Aryan women must not perish from this earth. And the the, the guy in Buffalo mm -hmm. on the barrel of his gun was a 14 
and another some, another some kind of logo. Right, 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 right. And yeah. uh, well, he had uh, the N word on there. Yeah, yeah, he had, he had, he had that N word. Yeah, and he had the fourteen. And the fourteen. Yeah. And if you referencing if, to the fourteen words, we, not just black people, but people of color, people that if you if you belong to one of the classes of people that they have designated as the others, mm-hmm. because they use that phrase a lot. See, it it, it 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 makes them real short and punchy for them. You know, they don't have to list out all the enemies. They can say this action is focused on the others. Yeah, and that's and then they, they got a whole the they got a laundry list of what the others are. Okay, right? Because I mean, you talking anything from from you know gay bi folks to to um, uh, women, uh, Latinos, everything in the foreigners, LGBTQ. I mean, you know, people that have come to this country to try to take advantage of the alleged benefits mm, of right. being in America, right? But they have worked it down to a science. He had fourteen. Mm-hmm. On the bar- etched in the barrel of his gun, and he had in the n word mm-hmm. mm-hmm. also etched on his gun. But I'm really sincerely asking our listeners: whatever you do, whatever you believe, if you don't agree with this madness, the best thing you can do is learn as much as you can because they're walking around us every day. The, I think the whole zombie phenomenon in the media. Yeah, all of the, okay. the, the trend. Okay, the, the trend. The trend. Okay, yeah, now. Because a lot of young people just, love those walking dead just, just zombie like movies zombies and shows. coexist among non-zombies. Mm-hmm. These cracker jackers Nazis, fascists, murderers, they coexist. You walk by them every day. You got to know the you got to know some of the the little the little signs. Mm. You know. Well, you know, and and getting back to the signs, so one of the things is that the the slogan you will not replace us, which if we all recall, I believe this was back in maybe 2017 when they uh in torchlight charleston charlestonville with the tor- torchlight the lights. uh the supremacist group uh walked in and with torches tiki torches and oh, fire yeah. and you know and chanting these things i mean that was a all out kkk well i i, <laughs> I heard i heard a participant in that march say that the tiki torches were chosen because it was just like those people in the Frankenstein story mm. that came to kill Dr. Frankenstein. Right. And that just like Murderous Dr. Frankenstein mob. was responsible for the Frankenstein monster, they consider all of the group, all of the people they've lumped under the others. Right. Under they that. consider them to be Dr. Frankenstein. And what they've done to American society mm-hmm. is the Frankenstein monster. And I believe in Frankenstein, if you think about a Frankenstein, okay, I guess Frankenstein wasn't a Jew, but but typically, you know, when you, yeah. the whole slogan really was, was really intended around the Jews mm-hmm. will not replace us, but now it's everything that's other. The others. Yeah. 
See, and then now they so they got a new category of enemies that they can shorthandedly refer to all of them. And that's what they with did one say. Phrase. They did say Jews. They did not say you. They said Jews in Charlestonville. Oh yeah, in Charlestonville. So yeah. They well, were they, they, well Jews. they said Jews will not replace us. Mm-hmm. None of them will replace us. Right. The, the, the others. Right. And just to share a sort of a macabre quick story. What if the very fact of what they are doing is extending and expanding the possibility that they will be eliminated? Hmm. See, and this, this is, I heard a right wing speaker talk about this Mm -hmm. a good 10 minutes. He said, you know what? This is not, what he said, this is this is not a TV show. This is not this is not Hawaii Five O. This is not NCIS. This is not any of the cop shows on. He said, This is the real story. Yeah. The real story is they're gonna tell you you're crazy because you believe that this is happening. But if you don't listen, and this is this right wing speaker, if you don't listen to us it will guarantee that they do replace us. Hmm. And that's a real, that, 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 that's crazy. I mean, it's, 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 it's beyond crazy. Crazy doesn't even begin to, you know, describe it. But in other words, you can do nothing if you want to. And you may be one of us that get eliminated because you didn't listen to us. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's to me, I think the thing that I have grandsons, yeah. I have elders, I have friends, well, he, uh, all kinds of people that I love and care about. Right. If you tell me that you have put me and all of those people that I love and care about on a list under the title of the others, and you go marching in the community saying the others will not replace us, Mm -hmm. then I understand the feeling that was prevalent in the 60s and 70s to where a lot of people of color said, we will replace you. So here's here's a few things. One is allegedly uh, upon the investigators speaking with the parents of this most, uh, you know, uh, recent terror terrorist were, was clueless to all the, the equipment, the, uh, literature, the, the writings, uh, the, you know, the weaponry, they were clueless. So this also goes to say most of these parents of the rest of them that you heard about for the last five, seven years, whatever it is, were also clueless yeah that th- their child was being radicalized to you know mm-hmm. uh to extreme hate hate well we, we i remember seeing news reports about these various assassins and when the police took them into their own child's room men comp hitler the, the eagle with the, the wings, mm-hmm. with the, the mm-hmm. claws holding the SS for stormtroopers. All of that shit. 
And the parents are saying, we never, we never knew this. We never, mm-hmm. we never heard. We never saw. But see, you can, you can cut you sleuth if you want to. And this is what they're going to get radicalized with. Somebody is going to get their hook in them like they did with yeah. this 18-year-old. there's a lot of these uh, chat rooms, honey, and they are talking about private chat rooms. Yes. You know, they even mentioned the media source, which I, I can't offhand recall, but the certain media sources that kind of try to keep these chat rooms a little more under, on the under, and there's there's tons of them. Yeah. Tons well, of now, them. Well, now, in the wake of Buffalo, there's been a new effort by some independent media folks who are beginning to identify and publish lists of online sites Mm -hmm. and that this is where it's hiding in plain sight Mm -hmm. right in front of your face your kid goes on there every day they get the instructions they get the training they learn how to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of training, so another point of reference, I think, you know, obviously the pandemic and the lockdown has really allowed the cultivation of this, you know, to go to get to levels yeah. of extremities, extremes, but also video games. There is a psychological impact with a lot of these very, very violent video games that I think that that only not only youth, but even adults that are addicted to them that go out and do crazy things that really believe because I mean, if I think we don't have L.A. News unless you purposely subscribe to it. But almost every other day on L.A. News, you got a fool who thinks there's a wild high speed chase that a person is going like extreme that you, it's like, how is it that so many people really think that this is what you do? Because they're being programmed to clearly brainwashed and programmed. And clearly it's not unknown to the people that some people would entrust our safety to. So think about it. What is happening to the agility of the human brain? Mm-hmm. to form and persuade today is more viable than ever before that if you're not strong and clear and witty enough to sharp enough youth coming up you will be influenced you will yeah. be manipulated you will be yeah. brainwashed and you will be clueless that is happening to you yeah. This is what's and, happening. And they will begin the us versus them. See, and that's where this, this new category of the others, hmm. that's what I consider that to be an effort to, to take out, to, to put into effect. Mm-hmm. You don't need, we don't need to refer to you as, as we can use a phrase as, as unindicative of who's in the group. The others, that could be anybody. That could be anything. Okay? Mm. And a lot of what we're seeing in this country, you can see it replicated with the conservative or or super conservative Mm -hmm. Muslims 
in in the Muslim parts of the world that live right in the mix with everybody else. They go to the same mosque. They observe the same mm, holidays. Okay. Mm-hmm. They do all of that. That's Extremist. what first got me interested mm-hmm. in the order back in the 80s. That's what made me look at different organ all of the all of what we're told are military sex or or um uh, uh armies of assassins um you know uh all of these groups if you look at how America's right wing right white fascist movement they share a lot of worldviews with some of the sickest twisted others Mm. who you would assume they would be different in that like the the young the young males that are being radicalized in the u.s military so when you look at different societies across the globe Mm -hmm. and you have uh in several places you have these groups that are known to be extremist yes you know, and, the beheading. And when you, yeah, well, even look at the uh, the Bokorum, you know, out of Nigeria. Yeah, and the extremist things that they were just going to terrorize and kidnap young girls and young women and Period. so forth. And there, there is no negotiations of anything. No. Well, they don't, they don't have anything to negotiate for mm-hmm. because all they want to do is kill. That's really see that the that brings back that brings it back to the programming. Mm-hmm. If I'm programming you, either I'm programming you to a specific outcome or I'm programming you so that I can use you the way I want to use you. So across the globe in countries where they've taken youth, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 on up and make them. Child soldiers. They're they're so, you know, whether we were talking, uh, talking about Liberia or at one point it was Sierra Leone diamonds for the, you know, the diamond trade and so forth that, you know, um, and just uh, in so many other places where the mindset is, is just even as little as four and six with sticks and they're looking at you with such evil, you know, you, you've seen this, some of these reporters reportings mm-hmm. and documentaries. Well, do they are extremists. An example, babies. an example that I think a lot of people in the Western world probably missed in terms of its connection to what's going on in America today. You remember the movement in Cambodia led by children that killed their parents. Ooh. That killed all the, all of the adults in their village. Just, just vaguely. What was this in the eighties? Yes. And it, and it went on for 25 years. Oh God. Okay. Some of these, some of the leaders of that movement mm-hmm. ended up in the Cambodian government. That's what extended the run of that madness. The first time I saw a picture. So it was a genocide then? Well, would it, you say? But, or? Well, it, you could label it genocide, but really it was self destruction. Because if you take the youth, Remove them from. They called it. Oh, that was the killing fields, right? The killing fields. Yeah, because they made a movie out of it. Yeah, and that. and 
The first time I saw the pictures in Time magazine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of skulls, layers of skulls. But they also killed the children too, or I guess it was. The- well, well the, some of the children killed children. Okay. But 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 the 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 thing that I think really brought it to world attention. Mm-hmm. But they did it allegedly as an order to uh, to avoid revenge on the other side. Allegedly. Um, okay, You're talking revenge. about the uh, Khmer Rouge. They killed their the, wives and children. Well, that that was part of it. Oh, okay. But see that, okay. What okay. started with Khmer Rouge was like a, a, a spark, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. The spark caught on. When the spark caught on, the children became the killers. The children became the enforcers of the New World Order. Okay. That Khmer Rouge was you know uh, predicting mm. but it got to the point to where Cambodians were fleeing Cambodians in Cambodia because they had went nuts mm. but this I think there's an element of that here in this country today where you got 16 year olds 18 year olds 20 year olds carrying out the most hmm. vile, hmm. violent, mm-hmm. murderous hmm. intent hmm. that a group can have. Yeah. But overall, because I know we need to move on, overall, I just want to strongly, strongly encourage black people, Latino people, Asian people, uh, people out of the uh, uh, Middle East nations, mm-hmm. people out of Africa, people out of out of the Caribbean, you are all listed under the title <coughs> the me. others. When you hear these people speaking about what they're going to do to the others, you need to look in the mirror and make sure that they don't include you. Because one thing they're not going to tell us, Mm. they're not going to tell us day to day, month to month, year to year, who all now is in the others column. They're not going to do it. They, that we know black people are right up at the top. Okay. Mm -hmm. We know that women, women of color followed by white women are up near the top of the list. Mm. Well, Pay attention, y'all. So, I mean, really, this is real. Word to the wise. Listen, let's move on to a little bit of a lighter note, but crazy nonetheless in politics. (laughs) Moving on with disrupting America. Uh, What about that Senate race in Pennsylvania? We had uh, Oz and the other guy. Oz and McCormick. Yeah. David McCormick. And it sounds like uh, it's too close to call. It Mm -hmm. was too close to call. Mm Mm-hmm. The two between the two Republicans for mm-hmm. the seat, yeah, and uh, which is so funny. And uh, Trump, you know, got got on the phone and in front of a, a rally to endorse Oz, yes, Doctor Oz, and uh, <laughs> and you know, Doctor Oz has had a limited public image that was very much tuned to his show. And now that he's right, 
thrown his hat in the ring politically. Uh-huh. Now it's beginning to come out. But some of the other stuff that he has been a part of. Really? And, and Oh, yeah. Oh, t- do tell. Okay. But Oz has his own. Um, hmm. Oz has his own tales of dread. Okay. Well, you know, if you step is, in the ring, anything that's in your closet is subject out. to <laughs> it's coming exposure. It's subject to exposure. Yeah. So it looks like there. So it's going to be a recount, no matter what happens. Yeah. You know, and so. Uh, and in either, and and this is unfortunate, but I believe it's still true. So what did you? Which one? Of- whichever one wins, mm-hmm. everybody else loses. So, you know, there was a sister that was also running as a Republican for that same seat. And uh, she was, you know, out there saying, I'm a Trumper. I've been a Trumper. I'm this, that, and the other. That did nothing for her. Nothing. It did nothing. Because Okay, Omarosa. She's in the others. (laughs) Okay, Omarosa. You're brainwashed. You think that there's colorblindness because you're, you you claim an alleged to be on their team. You think that's it? That ain't enough. No, never be enough. (laughs) And politically speaking, people of color in this country are extremely, I won't say naive, but I would say very gullible. Okay? Very gullible. Mm. See, the, the, uh, uh, what's the other? Candace? Is that Owens? The, uh, Owens. Are you talking about her? Um, oh. And, and, and others, but I'm just saying. Dim witty. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but oh. each of them in their own way is found out. Yeah, there's a lot of gull, gull, uh, uh, vulnerable, vulnerability. Vulnerable. Because really, I hate to say it, if you really, no matter how uh, mentally and uh, how they uh, uh, try to appear intellectually strong minded or willed the vulnerability is that there's more self-hatred if you peel back the psychology of what's going on behind that facade there is so much self-hatred just listen to the dialogue their language how their 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 conversation Mm -hmm. there's self-hatred that's not it's not almost not difficult to see that no it's not it's really quite easy no and it's alarming when you do recognize it. But and I think that I mean I met a guy. This was in late seventies. I met met a guy, uh, a Jewish guy, who hated Jews, starting with his parents mm-hmm. and his grandparents. That's not unheard of, you know. And, oh no no no! It's very very common. Yeah. His difference was he actually joined. Like we said, like, uh, almost said Trump, but uh, Hitler. Yeah. Hitler was an Austrian Jew. He hated himself. Austrian Jew. He really despised himself. You know? Yeah. But the, 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 the thing, I really can't overemphasize the need for people in this country so-called America, so-called red, white, and blue, to understand, really understand who Americans are. Because mm. Americans are some fucked up people. Hmm. Wow. Well. You know, I mean, you look right. you look at 
you look at Pearl Harbor, okay? Mm. Now, I remember the, 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 the line that we were taught in history about Japan and the rising sun, mm. um, the emperor, on and on and on, and how they had allegedly classified Americans as basically Cro-Magnons, mm. okay, on the planet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. were the higher people. Mm. Mm. But basically they flipped and had their own version of what Hitler was teaching, what Mussolini was teaching. I mean, you know, people don't like, I said something about Charles Lindbergh one time and a guy in the audience said, well, how dare you, you know, uh, attack this American hero and he was this and he was that. And I said, he was a fucking Nazi. He had the right to be a Nazi, but he was a fucking Nazi. Don't tell me because he did some famous flight and, you know, he, he was a hero. And it, For what? Well, who was a hero for? Mm. For what? Wow. He had to be censured by the United States Congress mm. in the midst of a war. And we were in war with Germany. Right. There's so much going on. You know, on. the Ford factory produced military and paramilitary goods for the German Third Reich until Henry Ford was forced to shut the shit down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you, you always gonna have them oddballs. <laughs> well, speaking of oddballs, <laughs> so we had a leak about from the Supreme Court oh. regarding women's right in uh, Roe versus Wade. Mm-hmm. I just have to throw it out there because with since we have not been on the podcast for a minute, there's been a ton of things that have occurred. Uh, people, we we apologize. There's so much that we could talk about, but I'm not going to talk about Will, Will Smith's slap of Chris Rock. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about another comedian that was also attacked by somebody. Uh, Chappelle. <laughs> oh, that's right. It sure Dave was. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. And that's- was defended by brothers. Uh, uh, Fox. Oh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Uh, there were a couple of comedians, and then also a rapper. Um, I can't think of the rapper right offhand that yeah. jumped up there and and jumped up. And actually, I'm glad to, that that happened because after uh, Will's emboldened self, who just lost his fucking mind, he lost who he is, his own identity, and his you know totally being manipulated, and at a and all of a sudden in a proactive way didn't make sense. So what's going on psychologically? That's a whole nother thing. Like I said, I'm not going to talk about it, but, <laughs> but this goes, And but the one thing I will say is that at this day and time, when it's almost people look for an excuse to shut you up. So you can't even practice your art you can't practice your profession, be it whether you're going to give somebody abortion or you're going to speak a comedic way as a profession, whatever. People want to shut you up or shut you down because they don't like it. Stay in your lane. People, Stay in your lane. People have a need to strike out. 
that's happening right now. And, and, and What's I think, going on? <laughs> I think that it's some primal old stuff in most humans. I, I guess so. And that right? when, you know, it's like I talked to a brother that lives in uh, Baltimore. He told me. Uh-oh. We're going to be closing soon, y'all. We're going to shut it down because all these got calls coming. <laughs> Mr. Man, when you going to get your butt here? Okay, I'm kidding. Go ahead, Ollie. But um, <laughs> seriously, we are at a point. We're at, we're at a crossroads. It's just not the crossroads that they want us to believe it is. Hmm. And many people have a a, a burning desire to strike out, you know, hurt something, with, hurt somebody. On that note, let's just look at the state of America, where we look at just historically how far we've come. Let's just take it 50, 60 years from civil rights to the, the, the few advances and gains that we thought we accomplished. It seems that there seems to be a trend and of, of, of people that are determined to turn the clock back you know, and, 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 and because of whatever advances, social advances or economic advances, whatever it is, that there it's made uh, a great deal of people in fear and in place of uh, psychological discomfort. They can't be at ease with their own lives. Cognitive dissonance. Yeah, okay, there it is. They Cognitive c- dissonance. And they cannot be, they can't sleep at night. Because for to them, I have to do something. Something has to be done. We have to do something. That is where tr- the Trumpers, who are vulnerable, that vulnerable group, and I could see why wasn't Nancy or who was it that made a little, a little uh, took a little dig at them? Oh no, it was Hillary Clinton that said something to the effect that they were almost short of calling them yokels. She said something about they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> very, well, very bright. They're certainly not wake or woke. <laughs> when, when you have a majority of a population, not the majority of the nation, but the majority of a particular popula- population group that fervently believes shit that was never true, never. It's not okay. only that a, a certain population, let's just call it what it is, the population that were more of dominant power and yeah. p- political and economic favor historically. We know we are. That's 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 whites and, in America. So anything outside of that belief is disbelief that it can't be true. And so the fear of anything that that changes everything. or it, yeah, anything, you know, anything like this whole everything. thing about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's it's I find it really twisted thinking that got the white right fascist you know uh, misogynist uh, muggerduggers to adopt cancel culture as their thing hmm. because the reality is that's what they've done to people since this country was started. Mm-hmm. Cancel your ass. I can say exactly what I want to say in the movies, exactly what I want to say in books, exactly what I want to say. But in, they in, were doing it. No, no, no. But that 
That's my point. But they were doing it because it, for them, it was right. Now that, you know, there were certain laws. Oh, you know, civil rights. You can't say this about these people. Can do this. But see, as long as it was in their court and their power to do this. But when the laws changed now, it's like, you know what? You can't do this and I'll cancel you. It's taking, it's taking power. They're trying to disempower people that didn't traditionally have power. Right. <laughs> you ain't no. We have no power for them to take. Mm. See, and that that's to me it's like an existential kind of equation. Mm-hmm. It's almost you reverse wanna, discrimination. It, the it, whole it's beyond argument. because you want to take the group of people that have been at the bottom of American society and culture from its moment of inception. When the white landowner privileged people created the country created all this fancy flowerful effusive language when they did that they knew for example that it didn't apply to 70 65 70 75 percent of the population mm-hmm. of the country mm-hmm. if you if you were to esquire It was never intended for you to vote. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> All of the founding fathers had women. They had wives, they had mothers, they had daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. They had mistresses. Oh, oh, please don't leave that out. Mm-mm. Okay. They had slaves. Who were their mistresses? Exactly. Okay. But when they sat in those halls, and wrote all this flowery language. Look at what they did. You know, uh, in the movie Amistad, that whole story of the conflict behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. behind closed doors, because you had those that were still slave owners who were still espousing all this just grandiose language But when it came down to slavery, when it came down to trying Africans for overpowering the crew of a boat Mm -hmm. and taking that boat back to Africa, then it was like, oh, wait, wait, whoa, 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 what you doing, what you doing? That's his property. He owns that. Mm -hmm. He bought that. Those people belong to him. Mm Mm-hmm. It's chattel. Chattel slavery. Right. Wow. But you know, go on. Well, anyway, just moving on a little bit. So uh, I'm trying to bring it kind of winding down, but um, yes, yes. Uh, just moving on a little bit. Are you familiar? Uh, this is a little bit on what I on the booty juice news of things that's business, arts, entertainment, and more <laughs> in some in some case gossip. Uh, there was a brother that died uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think it's been about a couple of weeks. And he was known to be a, a blogger. His name was Kevin Samuels. He had a YouTube. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you're familiar with the brother? And he would be in, in black women, single black women mm-hmm. would call on his show mm-hmm. to get advice. <laughs> I, I, I laughed. But anyway. Get advice about 
their lives and, you know, how they rate on this dating scale. And, you know, and they, and they would have these arguments and he was very curt, abrupt and offensive in most cases. Yeah, that was his style. That was his style. On purpose. And he made a lot of money, you know. Doing it. Social. He made a lot of money media. eviscerating, Black gutting women. Mm-hmm. women of color. Yeah. On the public airways. Yeah, very misogynistic. Oh, extremely. His views on black women and, you know, they were less than. Yeah. And, 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 you know, basically, you know, it's like, ma'am, do you think you rate uh, 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 an eight? What makes you think you rate an eight? To him, Beyonce was, mm, someone asked, he was on some show and because uh, after a while he became popular. He, he went viral. No, I think he said she was at best a seven. Yeah, and he so, said about like several, that. several women and I thought well you know what ask him what a, a Mariah Carey or uh, let's say Britney Spears he would probably say oh she's 10 now that's just my opinion but speaking but, as a black man listening to someone that appeared to be a black man <laughs> and the vile coming out of his mouth it says something else again this is like peel back the facade now he may talk all this black talk he's not pro-black no it's very clear no again that misogynistic uh you know uh dialogue and attitude towards black women because he tore them down and he that's how he made his money yeah well i'm gonna tell you something i remember Minister Farrakhan making a speech mm-hmm. to black women at a black women only gathering at uh, Mosque Maryam, I think it is, in Chicago. Mm. Okay, the headquarter mosque. Now, he told the sisters, he said, Sister, he said, Listen, some of us hate you because you gave birth to us. Mm. let's just go there mm. let's just let's just mm. let's just go there that's what he said okay okay he said so now mm-hmm. when you look at the lyrics of the music when you look at female characters in tyler perry's creative endeavors okay <laughs> he he named several mm-hmm. by name mm-hmm. and said now they're making millions and they're building it on your grave. Mm. Your grave is why they're getting paid. Hmm. And if if I hate me and everybody around me hates themselves, mm. mm-hmm. we all, some of us could agree to hate black women mm. because they are the mothers yes. of civilization. Mm. Not just yeah. you as a... Uh, the son or the daughter, yeah. but they are the mothers of all of civilization. civilization. Correct. So now you're not in power. Your man's not in power. Your community's not in power. And of all the issues that I, as a black man could, could get fired up about. He said, sisters, are you really surprised? That you got these brothers that make their living murdering you mm. day in, day out. 
He said they might they may not physically murder you, but they're doing an even greater harm because they there's gonna be some sisters who bite the bait. That's pretty uh, uh, yeah. profound, I have to say. Yeah, pretty and, ugly. You know, and if it's going to come from uh, a minister of Farrakhan, it's going to be profound, that's for sure. You know, with some depth. And, and, <laughs> and it was funny because I don't know what people expected him to talk about, but I wasn't surprised at all. Uh-huh, that he went took it there. You know, because he said, listen, I wanted this audience, your audience, your audience, you, black women, he said, the only men in this building right now are the men that are protecting y'all in this building. Hmm. That's the only black men that's here. Me and the FOI. Hmm. Hmm. He said, but I want you to understand you're, you're going to have, he called them uh, Negro carpetbaggers. <laughs> he said, because they basically travel and sell their wares. Hmm. You know, blame sisters, yeah. hate sisters, yeah. hate you. And, and how can I, because near the end of it, I remember him saying, how can I look in the mirror and say I love me and I hate my mother? You don't love you. You hate you. That's and that's the answer. And that's the answer. That's it. That's it. Well, say la vie and so long, Kevin Samuels rest in peace as the end of this conversation because <laughs> yeah. he that's about all we when when queen mayotte puts your heart on one side of the scale and the other side of the scale is what you've done or haven't done in life when that scale is out of balance mayotte doesn't make decisions Mayat issues forth the result of weighing one's heart. So if your heart comes up short, right. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. And um, on that note, I do want to close on one last thing on good news. The high note is that uh, back on February 28th, that an a a former law clerk uh, by the name of Katanji Brown Jackson became the first African American and former judge. Let me, let me not uh, under you know yeah. not recognize that, but became the first African American woman to be nominated to our and sit. And, and seated and seated in our United States Supreme Court, Supreme Court of the United States. So, uh, SCOTUS, get your get your britches out of a bundle, Uncle Uncle Clement or Uncle uh, uh, what's the, Uncle Thomas? Oh yeah, <laughs> Uncle Tom. Excuse me. Yes. <laughs> Get your britches out of a bundle. And speaking of Uncle Tom, Minnie and, Thomas. Oh, was oh, not Minnie, Jenny. Oh yes, his yes, wife. Yes. Mm. You know what? Mm. That's a busy, busy body Karen, who has had her hand as a puppeteer 
under the 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 judge's cloak of his ass. Hello. Okay. To the Clearly. Mouth. To the mouth. The puppeteer. Talk. All the way up. <laughs> and this is what you're going to do about this. Da, 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 da. There's a problem with this. All of this information that's coming out. But it's all a reflection of the overall time that we're living in. Mm. Exposures mm-hmm. have to happen in order for there to be growth and you development. You are so right. And it is time, just yeah. as much as, again, we go back to that closet. If you dare to put yourself out that you've got something to say, to do, and whatever you're trying to do, it's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Just like they, you know, they did it. Look how they did Hillary Clinton and the Clintons all together, you know, but just period. You and know, you, but, but but they they here you here you are again living in the glass house and who's throwing the rocks and stones? The other glass house yes, inhabitants. Exactly. All the glass house people are throwing rocks at each other's houses. Exactly. Yeah. And to yeah. me, cancel culture is no different. No. In a lot of ways. No. But yeah, but getting back to Jenny, GT, Jenny Karen Thomas. <laughs> Lord. She's one busy body. That's one busy church lady. Oh, well, I'm going to tell you something. It fits. I heard rumors about Jenny Thomas 20 years ago. Mm. Okay. Listen. That he had he had got an unofficial pass because of who he married. Well, duh. Right, but I'm saying right? but but think about how think about his um confirmation process. Mm. Mhm. That's right. I remember that now. You didn't hear anything. No. What you heard was a four to six sentence paragraph that had been polished over the years, Mm, mm -hmm. that had been approved by her and all of her handlers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's a conniving woman. Oh, yeah. Very. But that's. And where's her husband sit? Yeah, that's what I mean. She's very, very, very calculating. Okay. Very calculating. That Jenny is a busy body. That's why I said she's a busy church lady, ain't she? Well, she's a busy claim to be church lady. Listen, I say that very facetiously when I, know I say you did. that. I know you did. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Jenny Thomas and Clarence, her lover, her husband. Yeah, they, that, they that didn't have a problem putting pubic hairs on somebody's Coke, Coca-Cola can. <clears throat> That's the kind of wife she is. Well, I'll tell whatever. You, I'll tell you. I'll tell saying. you this. It's a long way from over. <laughs> I hope so. That's another okay. one. And because it there, be. there, there, there's, there's been some. Uh, recently, I saw an interview with white woman out of D.C. who was a working class white woman, and. Went to law school at night, took her five years to get out of law school, became a lawyer, mm-hmm. and boy, look at here. Mm. She is on a roll. <laughs> she talked I'm about glad. she talked about Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh 
Bolbert, Robert, whatever that the, the mm-hmm. other woman mm-hmm. uh, in Congress. Uh, she talked about Jenny Thomas. She talked about there was one other one. Oh, oh. National Organization of Women. A woman that had been the past national now, director. Now. Um, I forget it. Not the founder. Mm. Who is oof, boy, look at here. You won't read history. Uh, but she this what this white woman said was that it took her years to realize that those were that was exactly who they didn't she did not want to be. Mm, she said, and that's is. what drove her through law school. That's what <laughs> she said. You know, she said I used to have arguments with with people in law school. She said, and I would have to stop and cease and desist with them. She said, because I realized they're they're doing their job. Okay. Honey, you you can you, you know, you you can attack me and tear at me and all of that, but I'm getting paid. Wow. I got a husband that's getting paid and I'm getting paid to do the same shit he do. Mm-hmm. And all them necks we done stepped on and ribs we done smashed and I mean it was it was a very graphic speech. Well And I'd never I'd never heard of this woman. <laughs> you know. Well listen. So with that, I'm going to say this is interesting. So uh, Clarence Thomas with your your queen B, your queen Claren, I mean Karen, Virginia Jenny Thomas, uh, who is uh, oh they've been married since '87, so yeah, that's quite a while. Yeah, and uh, well, that but that's what that's was his pass. Yeah, yeah. When he got the pass. She got the pass through Jenny. She's a conservative activist and attorney mm-hmm. out of uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. You know what? Omaha. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> okay. On the Nebraskan. Well, you know what? So the Vibe Juice is going to award the the Pickle Juice Awardee of the Week goes to none other than <laughs> drum roll. Virginia, known as Jenny Thomas. Yay! Of course, of you course. You go, of Jenny. Course. You get the pickle juice of the award of the week. In fact, you got yourself right on in a pickle. And it's not over. <laughs> oh, no. No, because see, now, now, you have one part of the, the existing political order. One slice is saying that he should be impeached. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say. Uh, you, you know there's intimations and gossip that she was the source. Yeah. No, uh, no. Oh. The, the leak about Roe v. Wade. Really? Well, why not just go on and put it on her? You know, let's just go on and pile it up, honey. When it rains, it pours, Jenny. <laughs> if you can't prove you didn't do it. Right. I mean, you I know what? Intimate. What we know is that she, she, you probably incited the the riot on the Capitol. Okay, well, she was January sixth. I know, it, yeah. I know. I mean, what was she not a part of? Lady Bird Johnson. Okay. Okay. All right, Miss White Gloves, Jenny uh, Thomas, uh, uh, John Mitchell's wife. Mm. Martha, Martha Mitchell? I think I think, I think her it first was, name Martha. was Martha. Yeah. I, I think so. But you know they yeah, 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 yeah. Busy yeah. bodies. Church ladies. Busy bodies. 
clutching pearls, please. And you're the most dirtiest people there is in the church. We know who you are. <laughs> okay. So listen, honey, on that note, <laughs> I think we're going to wind down this show. Yes, yes. This episode 42 of the Vibe Juice. And uh, we got one to go. I mean, one down and many more to go. So stay tuned. Listen to us. Make sure that you share, you like, you subscribe to the Vibe Juice. We want to keep this going. And, you know, and I, I, I really, we're going to be back much sooner than later. So check us out. Thank you for listening. Join us again.